and we're off. All right. Um, so last time we did this, we got through Hikikomori. Right. And I honestly can't remember, and it's just because I haven't gotten there in cutting, how much of Funieri did we cover? None. Okay. I mean, I Should think a s- little. I think a little bit came out here and there, kind of. Yeah, because I know I've got a couple of the episodes that I put out addressed it, kind of started talking about its narrative, yeah, and what was working. Um, should we just start there broadly then, like kind of yeah. how Hikikomori went into Funieri? Sure. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, so, yeah, finishing up the second record and starting what was to become the third story, the third, the third record, and the m- machines started to kind of talk back is is the way that I've described it before. Uh, um, I did some initial uh, recording. With live instruments, which is which was different than um, I had done in the previous records, which were built on drum machines, basically, and and, and sequences and presets and, and things like that. And um, yeah, you know, I I would go away from, you know, I, I kind of have as part of my process. I don't I try not to do uh, a, a song in one sitting. Um, I try to, to um, and I don't have the schedule to do uh, to do that kind of, of uh, recording when I'm at home, when I'm not in a studio situation where you're, where you're paying for your time. Um, uh, so, you know, I'd leave something for a day or two days or, or sometimes even a week. And, uh, I'd come back and, and there'd be there'd be differences and sometimes they were really subtle um there'd be echo on something let's say a reverb on something that didn't have reverb that in in my recollection um and you know i i just kind of i, I kind of went with it after a while and and then some things were were a little bit more more strident than that. I mean, there's a track on the record that is... I recorded it... Like I said, I was putting some of these live instrument sounds in. I was working with these samples, these kind of very noisy um, samples. I was doing a lot of sampling of, of things like water, running water, which I've talked about kind of constructing. Uh, almost a beat solely out of water and, 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 
and things or samples of water and, and things like that and uh, you know when the machine started to kind of take over from that there there's one track on the record that I, I left pretty much unedited um, where everything was slowed down um, slowed down so much that I couldn't reconstruct it through normal software interactions like I couldn't I tried to speed it back up I tried to speed it up a hundred times or 200 times 200 percent and I could never get it back to what the initial sample source was so our sample that was, was that was the fifth song on Hikikomori right I think we talked about that a bit, or are you talking about a different track? I'm talking about a different track. This is the track okay. that ended up on. Uh, it's the, it's like eight or nine minutes long. I believe it's third, on. Uh, oh, okay. Yep. Year. Yep. That the the that the phenomena started to happen at the end of Hikikomori. It kind of bleeds. The, the two records kind of bleed into one another, although the stories are very separate. But the that's when the machines started to exert some kind of influence on the recording process um okay and it just got i mean it, i mean it's hard to it, it wasn't necessarily a bad thing um that's for the listener to decide but that, it got worse is the only way that i can describe it in that it got um to where you know the machines were were basically running themselves they're making their own music well and how for you so like i'll give context for this so i actually recently one of my staff had just encountered this where she was making this big radio doc and she'd been working on it a long time and then she had to switch laptops that she was using but was using the same software obviously and everything right. just sta- saved on external drives but when she opened it up on the different laptop certain things were pitch shift differently certain things were actually moved around for her unfortunately this was not a positive <laughs> this was something that actually required her to like rebuild half of this 20 minute radio dock sure um but what I found interesting in that moment, and it's just because we were, we've been talking about all this, is you know, in there I'm advising, okay, yeah, you'll just have to rebuild it because obviously the experimental aesthetic of that degree is not going to suit what you're making. Right. But I guess what I've been really curious about is how you really kind of fell into just letting that go. Um, and, and really, and we've talked some about that, but really deciding to not combat that instinct that I think you and I both would have, at least at the forefront of, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, let me, I mean, don't, let me disabuse you of the notion that I was like, oh, this is wonderful, because I freaked, I, I freaked out. That step process to going from oh shit to Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I did what, when it started happening, I did what everybody else does, which is go on to these, you know, labyrinthine, not helpful at all, 
search, you know, message boards for audio software right. and feel free, right. you know, just pick your audio software and go and there is a, I guarantee you, there is a message board with a lot of frustrated people at ungodly hours of the morning and vent about that and try to solve problems for each other when they can. And, and so I was researching that. Um, and, and doing that and, and kind of emailing software help specialists and, and, and people like that. And I, I didn't really get anywhere with that. I, they were just like, I don't know. We, we, we don't know. Like, start over. I mean, they, I mean it was basically start over um, was the advice. Um, and so I just casually kind of started Googling you know about experimental music and, and using machines and and having you know machine looking at machine made music and un, it, it wasn't necessarily unknown to me but i discovered this entire subgenre of experimental music where the artists actually believed that the machines were contributing in in some knowing way in some cogent way um, and did that and, all did their acceptance of that or, or decision in that all rise with sort of digital technology or did it start with still sort of more organic recording processes no uh, th- you know there's there there there's some there's some history to it i mean the first time i mean john cage has talked about that has, has talked talked about compositionally m- music being guided by whatever uh whatever the mechanics that you're using are um you know, hit and, and you know because he was doing experimental and and a lot of times random musical composition. You know, he would say, "Well, the equipment is going to dictate." You know, right? This piano when you're preparing a piano and you're sticking gum erasers and toothpicks and and nails and and stuff into the strings of a piano, and then you hit that key or you you hit a particular chord say this piano is going to do it going to produce a different sound than another piano yeah and and so i think from that uh uh from from that kind of historical perspective and 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 cage wasn't the only one um uh there were you know, there there are other there are other people. Um, Stockhausen would would be another um, from kind of the classical mm-hmm. music or, or cla- cl- experimental classical music realm. Um, but it certainly became more prevalent with uh, electronic musicians. The example that I think is most like my experience 
would be the one that John Balance and Peter Christofferson of the band Coil. Elf was just the machines. They were glitches, unexplained kind of file distortions like you were talking about with your student. Um, and they had this whole backstory to it that they felt these were transmissions um, that were coming from somewhere else in scare quotes, like some some other. Right. Uh, you know, they joked around. I think with a reporter one time. You know that they were they were being uh, uh, they were being sent from the star Sirius in another part of the galaxy and and <laughs> you know that's a reference you know uh, if the listeners don't know it's a it's a reference to Robert Anton Wilson's um, Illuminatus trilogy of kind of crazy counterculture science fiction stuff mm-hmm. and uh, you know they also thought that it was you know that they they also felt that the, these machines um, and this digital technology is kind of tapping in to a greater um, a greater kind of informational realm than we've been exposed to before as human beings. Um, the idea of machine consciousness. Um, yeah. You know, when you're asking, this—I mean, this sounds really weird. It's the only way. It's the only way I know how to how to talk about this. When you're asking a machine to collaborate with you on a piece of music, I mean, and it's the same machine that you ask to collaborate with you on your spreadsheets for your business and your, you know, the manuscript of your novel and all of those things. You know, you're you're plugging in an enormous amount of information into this box. Yeah with circuits and wires and, and um, you know, networked connections to thousands of other computers, millions maybe of uh, other computers in the world. Um, that's a lot of information transfer. And so thinking about it from the standpoint of of, of that, I mean, reading the reading the interviews with 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 Balance and Christofferson and gave me a lot more um, peace of mind than hitting up those Pro Tools message boards at three o'clock in the morning. I felt better about what I was doing. Now I was fully involved in a creative endeavor in which I had no constraints or limits. If I was do yeah, if I was doing a documentary on, you know, somebody, and came into the came into my home studio that morning and all of the files were slowed down 600 percent and I couldn't I couldn't replicate them. That would be awful. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no. And context is everything yeah. into the value of this conversation yeah. and and kind of what paths you went down. I mean, yeah. I mean, going back even to the stuff we did with Doug I mean a lot of our conversations were around where these things are important because of the context built into them I mean when we were talking about Cage or Mm -hmm. Blanchot or Mm -hmm. things like that 
it wasn't a this is right for every moment in life. No, no, no. You don't. You don't do. I mean, in your even in your creative life, it's not right for every aspect of your creative life. You know, if I wanted to. No, it's. Uh, you know, it's the same as sometimes an acoustic guitar is better than an electric. Right. If I was making I a mean, folk album and came and discovered that those files were 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 tampered with in the way that they were tampered with. It, it would be very upsetting and it would be very um, uh, it would be very deleterious to the to the process uh, the fact yeah. that I was doing what I was doing where the idea of machines having a spiritual side and uh, consciousness, and that—I mean—that is the subtext of hikikomori, um, as I've just mm-hmm. as I've described before. That these machines and computers and and the internet and the like um, are for these people who are socially isolated. They are their only connection to the world, and so they invest a lot in these computers being that sense of like Kate Bush said deeper understanding you know I was primed to kind of hear the message of the machines that say hey we want to play with this we want to try it this way and um, I you know I, I it's very hard once you kind of accept that line of thinking to not anthropomorphize your machine and you know I don't want to give the listeners any um, any sense that I'm sitting here petting my machine, hoping that it's going to be good, um, <laughs> or anything like that. But I was, I was just freer with what I was being given, and yeah. I have kind of on the back end of this, I nothing, nothing happened to make me think that there was anything supernatural or, 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 or like any, anything occult going on other than, you know, computers are a wonderful thing, but we, we don't understand how they think <laughs> any, more than we under, right. under, any, any more than we understand how we think as information yeah. gathering and processing machines ourselves. I mean, that's what we are. You have yeah. six billion information processors walking around and driving cars and having babies and doing all of these things on Earth. Um, in addition to all of these mechanical apparatus that we uh, um, that we also use as as tools. 